0: Welcome to Center of Attention the podcast. My name is Seth Everett. Normally, we do this show with either former NBA player Antawn Thomas or a host of other great broadcasters, including David Bolton from Fox Sports Florida, Jay Mariotti, longtime columnist and broadcaster, and many, many more. This podcast comes from a Twitch show. We do the show Monday through Friday live 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll take the episodes that we do online and turn them into this podcast. You can download this podcast at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you can find podcasts, but you can see the show live and on archive by going to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. And if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, you can subscribe to the channel for free. That's right. Just link your Amazon Prime and a Twitch account, and suddenly you can subscribe to one channel and not pay a penny for it. You subscribe for free, and we get the subscription. Go to www.twitch.tv slash Seth Everett for more information. Now enjoy this episode of Center of Attention. We'll get back to Etan Thomas and myself in just a moment. But here on Center of Attention, once a week, we get to check in on sports gambling. And for that, we bring in the head odds maker at Bavada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow. Week three of the NFL, how'd you guys do?
1: You know what? We took a bit of a bath again, but not as bad as last week. So that's okay. Uh, We're going to look at that as a small positive. But uh, otherwise, yeah, second straight winning week for the betters and that included uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' absolute beatdown of the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night.
0: Looking ahead now to week four, we have to start with the Thursday night game because it's an 0-3 against an 0-3, and literally I think a coach's job is going to fall based on whoever loses this. Denver on the road giving two and a half at the Jets. Look, I cover the Jets. I know how bad they are, but oh my goodness. Really? They can't even get a home push?
1: Yeah, Broncos Jets both winless Uh, classic movable force versus a stoppable object. Uh, Yeah, it's it really, uh, you know, we had Jaguars, uh, Dolphins last week, Broncos Jets, uh, Thursday night, the NFL had mentioned that they were going to, you know, try and, you know, beef up these Thursday night games a little bit, but we may have to wait until later in the year for it. Yeah, as currently stands, uh, the Broncos, we actually just moved them up to three this morning, Uh, boatload of money on them. So even winless. The Broncos are taking about 85% of all bets so far. So as much as there's not much faith uh, in the Broncos start this season, there's certainly a lot more in the faith over the hapless Jets uh, who have just looked both uh, terrible on both sides. I don't have injuries to blame at the very least like the Broncos do.
0: I would disagree with that just because they're without their top three receivers, two of their offensive linemen and Le'Veon Bell. They're pretty banged up as well.
1: Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, as impactful as a QB uh, should be, uh, the Jets still do have Sam Darnold under center, although if, if, he's, if he's throwing to the opposing team as much as he is, uh, you know, he might be a more liability than an average starter is at this point.
0: All right, let's take a look at the rest of the weekend and some of the lines, some of the closer games uh, that we have. Um, Seattle giving six and a half at Miami. Uh, Seattle showing to be NFL elite. And Russell Wilson really... What are the future's odds on Russell Wilson winning the MVP over at Bavana?
1: Right. So any, any conversation about the Seattle Seahawks would be remiss without talking about uh, how explosive Russell Wilson has been so far. Uh, you know, there, there's been this idea that, uh, you know, they finally, uh, you know, taken uh, the restrictions off Russell and really just let him go out there and sing it. And uh, the, the stats have been unreal. You know, he's, he's been that QB that they he's always been when, uh, you know, the Seahawks have needed to pass the ball. So why not let him sling around as, uh, you know, fancy free as he has been? And currently he is the plus 375 favorite to win the Offensive Player of the Year and 2-1 to one to be the MVP at the Votto right now. Both of them the favorite with uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, just behind him. At, I know. I was just thinking of uh, that, that last night, uh, Monday Night Football. His mom uh, had to tweet out there. And it made me chuckle because my wife does the same thing. I'm a pretty casual guy. You can call me Patrick, you can call me Pat, just don't call me late for dinner. But she gets furious if anyone refers to me as Pat. So I I had to appreciate that last night. Uh, You know, our mothers called us Patrick for a reason, so we have to respect that.
0: Well, the dad, uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad, I knew him, Pat Mahomes, and that's where I think the difference is. They named him Patrick and... Pat Mahomes pitched in the major leagues. Patrick Mahomes plays in the NFL, and they—that's where the line of distinction. I, I think from from knowing that family, because you know Pat Mahomes was on the Minnesota Twins, and you know we have so many mutual friends with Troy Hawkins and 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 uh, uh, yeah, Torrey Hunter, Jock Jones, and all those guys, and uh, they always t- call him Pat Mahomes, and now you never hear Pat Mahomes.
1: It's always. Ah, well, there you go. Well, there's only one Pat Morrow. There's no legacy uh, being protected here or or one different here. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, my wife's always been very protective about that, and I've, I've always found that very sweet. <laughs> That's
0: very funny. That's
1: good. What about two teams that are on the verge of being
0: contenders? The Las Vegas Raiders off to a hot start. Buffalo. Buffalo's on the road. Ken, without fans, I don't know how big the road actually is. Minus two at Las Vegas.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's a really good point. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders, really decent starts of the year, although they obviously faltered uh, against the Patriots. Looked good through, uh, you know, three quarters of that game. Uh, Got to question that field goal uh, attempt in the fourth quarter by Gruden. But you know what? The, the Raiders have looked good. I'm surprised that the Bills, uh, you know, that game against the Rams uh, really did, uh, okay, we're kind of taking them seriously now. They were a preseason favorite at Bovada to win uh the afc east uh, with the patriots slightly behind them and they've looked good they i mean they've looked better than good offensively uh you know that that digs addition i think we talked about this last week where going into week three Diggs had had uh more receiving yards than everyone else on the vikings combined and boy does that show but i mean the maturation of josh allen you know can't be stated enough uh, some of the moves he's making out of the pocket the kind of uh Improv that he was able to show on a couple third downs to keep drives alive receivers getting open that offense is for real And that's I think that's a very cool thing I I really thought that the bills were going to take a step back this year uh, in the classic way that a team barely makes it to the playoffs They get a tougher schedule and uh, you know watch out Uh, It's very difficult to recreate that the NFL does a really good job of you know Balancing those teams out that punch above their weight, but as it currently stands uh, the bills they look great. So, yeah, we have them as two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're taking 65% of the bets at Bovada. And I, I th- it's weird to think of a Bills-Raiders being a really good game on Sunday. But I'm looking forward to it this week.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. Um, then you have some bigger lines. Kansas City, minus seven, hosting New England. Uh, the Chiefs look unbeatable, but I would think New England, they, they're, they're pretty good. And also, the, the Rams, an 11-and-a-half-point favorite over the Giants
1: yeah that chiefs patriots one is interesting sticking right on that hard seven uh you know the, the patriots they, they figured it out against the raiders i still think there's this idea that uh you know that offense uh you know who are they going to be week from week and i i think that's a difficult thing for not just the patriots but for opposing defenses to uh try and game plan for cam newton is still evolving in that position josh mcdaniels is still trying to sort out how best to utilize his skills Uh, And that New England defense is still very, very good. Uh, Although they did have trouble with Seattle. Uh, I think everyone's going to have trouble with Seattle this year. Uh, Currently uh, holding at that seven and about 50-50 split on the money so far. So we're pretty okay with that seven so far. Uh, Rams against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, there's not too much about the New York football Giants that you do get excited for. They do have... uh, They beat the Jets,
0: though, nine times out of (laughs) ten.
1: Well, yeah, I mean... uh, You're probably right. If I'm looking at our power rankings right now, we would have the Giants slightly over the Jets so they can put that feather in their cap. Um, As you noted, the Rams double-digit favorites there at Bovada taking about 70% of the money so far. Uh, Rams slight setback against the Bills, though the Bills uh, were winning that game handily for most of it, so you could argue that at least there was some positives to take away. Uh, Yeah, Rams trending upwards, Giants trending downwards, uh, sunrises, sunsets. Uh, I don't know that there's too much more to say about that game. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, <laughs> I'm trying to th- think of something positive to say about the Giants. I think he hit it out of the park. Well, they would probably beat the Jets about as far as I would go.
0: That's great stuff. There's also college football and baseball. There's so much. And check out the uh, Bavada website to see all the latest odds. Patrick, as always, appreciate it. Good time, as always, Seth.
1: Let's do it again next week.
0: Now here's myself and Etan Thomas with Center of Attention. Welcome, everybody. That is not Etan, uh, but it's a f- very handsome man. Uh, his name is Scott Seidenberg, and we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things. I just want to say, Etan's not out. Uh, he hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, he is overwhelmingly busy, and he's had a lot of opportunities. A lot of it has to do with his social activism, and let's just say after a debate like that last night, he's very busy. <laughs> Doing a political content podcast, I think he has to uh, have an emergency episode or something. Uh, he can't do it. I will say we do have a bunch of athletes in the fold. Uh, Rob Carpenter, former NFL wide receiver, uh, is in the fold. Also, Lawrence Moten, poetry and Moten. How about that? Uh, so, we have that as well. But I also am going to be using broadcasters and writers. Uh, and Scott's going to be in our, 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 our panel here. He has his own channel. Scott's on air, and he does a great job of putting a banner right behind his goddamn head so you don't forget what channel it is. So go follow him now, please. Jesus, self-promoting nonsense. Uh, And we have breaking news. You ready for breaking news? Just as we start. Uh, Breaking news, if I hit refresh. Uh, I saw it on my phone. The National Football League has announced that Sunday's game between the Tennessee Titans and And the Pittsburgh Steelers is not going to happen on Sunday, and it could be rescheduled for Monday or Tuesday, and that will be announced as soon as possible. Good afternoon. Scotty, how are you, buddy?
2: Uh, I'm good. Uh, We can start right there, Seth. Um, I think that it's a mistake to play this game on Monday. Uh, It's a mistake to play this game on Tuesday. Both of these teams are not going to be, well, one of these teams is not going to be prepared for this game, and that's the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the NFL has already ruled, or the Titans have ruled; they have shut their facility down, and I don't know how they're going to practice and be able to prepare for a football game without being in their facilities all, all week. Uh, right. It's a and it's an extreme disadvantage for them, and there is an opportunity for them to reschedule this game for later. There is a solution here that the ML that the, that the NFL could do, and that is. You move this game, and you adjust the bye weeks. What you would do is no, you would I, give I get the Steelers it. I, the I, I totally, to the bye now. No, I understand all that, and you, but you just clarify one later. thing.
0: Clarify one thing. You're talking about just from the football perspective, not the COVID. This issue. has
2: nothing to do with okay. COVID. Okay. Nothing to do with, to with sure. players testing positive and the safety of the, the health. This has to them. do with the competitive disadvantage that the Tennessee Titans are going to be in playing a football game without being able to practice in their facility all week. And that's just not good. That's a not, that's not a good look for the NFL. It's not a good precedent for them to set. Uh Mike Tenenbaum, former general manager of the Jets and, and the Dolphins, and he's now working with ESPN. He put out the solution and he said that it's very simple. The Titans have a week seven bye, the Steelers have a week eight bye. Steelers play the Ravens in week seven. So what you would do is you would move Steelers Titans to week seven and then Steelers Ravens to week eight. And then you would give both of these teams the bye week now here in week four. If you want to look for past situations where this had happened because of Hurricane Irma a couple of years ago, the first game of the year, if you remember, was I guess it was what well, maybe it was the Bucks were involved or, or the Dolphins. They they canceled that game gave each team the bye week in week one, and both teams were forced to play 16 straight games. So there is precedent to adjust the bye week based on extenuating circumstances in order to make sure that there's competitive
0: balance. I I, I understand everything you're saying. I'm not even disagreeing with everything you're saying. I just think that it's a little naive to think that this is the only time this is going to happen. And that you're probably going to have to build in extra weeks and not do what you're saying. And, you know, shoestring in the rearrangement of a schedule to force this bye week Like, all of that is all well and good. You're not wrong. What I'm saying is, then what happens to the next one? And what mm-hmm. happens to the one that happens on week 11 and both teams or one team still has a buy, but the other team doesn't, That it's not, that's not how this is going to work. I think but what the NFL saw, can
2: survive. And, and even, even if there is, you can still play the game. There's just going to be a competitive disadvantage. And even if the Titans are missing players, there are players that can fill that void. You know, there's 53 well, men men on the, the roster. Rosters. You built the exactly. practice
0: squads for that. Exactly. The exactly. next man up mentality is, is, is all well and good. And what, the argument, the reason why you know they're saying Monday or Tuesday is, I think what they're going to do is let's assume that everything is copacetic and that they can open the facility on Saturday, and
1: mm-hmm. that
0: everyone in the facility, ha- you could run two really legitimate practices. Mm-hmm. You could essentially mm-hmm. have your Wednesday, Thursday on Saturday, Sunday, correct, and then have your walk through on Monday and play the game on Tuesday, yeah. And- this is 2020. Play games. So what? Who cares? Well, put now put it on, their, we'll, put but it but on now national
2: television. Track. Get, get By get, playing on you Tuesday get better ratings now, than
0: whatever show you were going to air.
2: Oh, the fans would love it. But by playing a game on Tuesday, now you're putting the teams at a disadvantage for the following Sunday. But uh, that's
0: not a crazy one yeah. because you'll have 10 days to be ready for it. And mm-hmm. the teams that play on Thursday night get screwed anyway.
2: Yeah, of course. Thursday so, night football is the dumbest idea.
0: So, But that's the thing. Like you can you can build that in. Mm-hmm. I just think if you cancel the game, if you're going to say right now, and the NFL I thought was going to say this, and they never did during training camp, is push the playoffs back. And push the playoffs back by literally two weeks. And push the Super Bowl back. And push everything back two weeks. Because there was precedent in that the NFL had agreed to that. And what you do is you build these two weeks And if you go 6, 17 weeks without any cases, which you knew was never going to happen, then you can move everything back up. But this argument that you're going to have just this one time, I think that's foolhardy. I I really do. And I think it's been amazing, honestly, that you're – I think it's amazing that the NFL has only had this once – not because I think this is an irresponsible league, and I've seen their protocols up, up close. I just can't imagine with the size of the rosters mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. nothing like this is going to happen.
2: I Well, the I, best news to come out of this, Seth, uh, is that the Minnesota Vikings, who played the Titans on Sunday, had zero positive tests. So far. That's the best case. That's the so best far. news to come out of this.
0: Right, and it's Wednesday, and they should test again, and they will. Mm -hmm. Um, because you can have COVID in your system and it has not matriculated enough to to trigger a positive test. That's the argument against college football, is that if you test negative on Friday but have it, you go on the field, you're slobbering all over a bunch of people, and then you test positive on Sunday or Monday, that's in college. Mm -hmm. You've just exposed 53 people. That's that's my argument against college. in the NFL, it's the same thing. The only difference in the NFL is they make a lot of money and they all had a mm, chance to mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for, for the NFL, in my perspective, what I'm just saying is I would I would gas this game. I would gas this game and play it week 18 because there's going to be others. And makes yeah, sense. it'll it suck. It. It'll suck if 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 the Steelers have another game canceled, and now they have two makeup games. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't. And then you're, then you're game. running
2: into you're running into the Major League Baseball scenario where it's you know some teams don't play a full sixty game schedule, right. and and it's gonna go by winning percentage. And you right, are anybody? Right, you want are any of the teams the in the National League season? Right, are any are any teams in the National League like arguing because the Marlins made the playoffs? right you know well, in the is,
0: baseball you want to do baseball
2: because I, I, ah, I, listen everything's on the table here we can baseball, even talk about baseball we can talk about the news that i broke on twitter too that uh break on twitter? is not getting any love but you know we'll see what happens What'd when the break? news actually comes out.
0: you broke news What'd you? Break? i broke
2: news yesterday on twitter i didn't know uh, it has not been picked up because i'm the only one to break it so we'll see if i What's actually uh that the match 3.0 is in the works with TNT and uh there will be another golf match. The Tiger and Phil. They did oh, the nice. first one. That's cool. They did the second one with uh with Peyton Manning and with uh Tom Brady. And a third one is in the works with two high profile basketball personalities. Oh, cool. And it is not Michael Jordan. Oh, that's too bad. But two high profile basketball personalities. Tiger Woods is not involved, but Phil Mickelson is. And cool. the target, the target date is the Friday after Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I had no idea about this.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, when when Andrew Marshand or somebody else puts it out there, then uh, they better make sure I get credit for it. They,
0: be- they better, they better make sure.
2: <laughs> Same source that told me this, by the way, told me about uh, Brady versus Manning, and I laughed them off because uh-huh. I thought because I thought there's no way that Tom Brady getting ready for a football season was going to play in this Kakamehi golf event. Right. But I was wrong and there was incredible TV ratings for it. Yeah. I bet on every single hole while I was watching it and it was a very fun event.
0: Um that's very cool. Yeah. The uh <laughs> all right, let's do, let's do the baseball. Um I I hate this with a fiery passion. So do I. Hate I it. think it's disgusting and I think that you well, took let, let, your, let, division let, winners, yes, your division winners, your division winners. Okay. Should get some kind of reward, and sure. the fact that you have teams that are wild card teams that are beating division winners two games, which is nothing.
2: Two yeah. games is so, nothing. nothing. Major League Baseball, any 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 team with an ace can beat any team on any on any day. It's right. it's all about the starting pitching. So it doesn't matter if you're the eighth seed or the one seed. Your ace is better than the other ace is going to win. I, I I hate this, but I love it. So I hate the fact that the division winners get no benefit. I hate that the division winners even have to play in this thing. But I do love the idea of a best of three wild card round for an expanded postseason. I hate it. The whole one-and-done wild card thing. Love it. I, I, I thought it was a little bit of, you know, eh, oh, I'd like to see more games. Nope. But I don't want the, – there has to be a benefit to winning your division. The three division winners should already be – in the divisional series, but, you but you're your not you're missing a
0: major point, and that is the teams don't want a week off. They don't want five days off. So okay, you can't do this. And what I what I would suggest is um, five days is nothing. No, it, t- what baseball player has told you that?
2: Five baseball days, players it's not even days off. It, It's not even five days. It will they be four. Give them four. Days. It would no, be four you days can't
0: off because you're going to have travel.
2: You can't. No, 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 no. They're, they're, you Listen, you can't. You, you, that, well, you the, wouldn't listen. start. It. Listen, if you, you want start... to end
0: your regular season on Sunday and yeah. start on Monday, Friday. Tuesday.
2: No, I want to start Thursday. I want I mean, Monday. the, no, the, the regular rain. season ends on Sunday. The regular no, you season. You have to it build it for rain. rain.
0: No, you have to have mm-hmm. an extra day. Regular season ends, ends on Sunday. Wild card Friday.
2: games go Ooh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No, no. I, I like the one game playoff.
0: And I say this to anybody who bitches. Anytime people complain about the one game playoff, win more. You don't have to ever deal with it. I win want, more, and if the, your team win more, wins more Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It beats the alternative. It beats going home, and it and and it's not as good as the division. It's perfect. It's perfect. And the argument that has come from this nonsense, just call it it what it is. The networks combined between Turner mm-hmm. and ESPN offered fifty million dollars. To, the, to the, the very poor owners, uh, and the owners, by the way, are a bunch of liars, because if the owners are going to claim poverty, yeah, they lost money this year, they did, but they have slush funds that could pay mm-hmm. for all of 2020 in 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, how far you want to go back. And so the one thing, when you hear about a, a poverty-stricken owner, it, it's it's obnoxious. And what they did was they compromised their very own competition. Now, you want to tell me you had double headers and you, everybody couldn't play sixty games because of COVID? Yeah, I don't, I don't blame anybody for that. Mm-hmm. That's some, that's not something they could have controlled. But the worst part about it, just to show you how tone deaf baseball is, and I haven't talked to you. Number one, they decided that once you get into the division series, you're going into bubbles. They're isolating.
2: Yeah. Right. I don't like it.
0: Well, but did you see what they selected?
2: Yeah, San, Diego, just, and San Diego and San Diego and L A. for
0: the and American L A. because there's not wildfires out in L A. Yeah. and yeah. bad air quality. Yeah, but L A. let's let's do it in L A. that that makes sense because you could do it in Anchorage and it doesn't yeah. make a sense because it doesn't make a difference because you don't have a fans coming. Mm-hmm. And then just to show you how tone deaf they are, they are talking about allowing fans to come to the LCS and World Series, which would in take Texas, place yeah. in Texas. But the problem is the teams that play there, that will be playing in these, aren't from Texas. So the people who want to see that
1: mm-hmm. would be
0: getting on airplanes. Yep. Did I miss a meeting? Is COVID over? It's so tone deaf. It's, you, you're you doing isolation so that you could be safe. But you're telling fans to go on, 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 on airplanes. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the most tone-deaf sport I've seen. And the L.A. thing really ticked me off. And then the last one is they took the days off between games two and three and five and six. Because in the World Series, you're not traveling. So there's no off days. Well, that changes the way pitching rotations are. That changes the way general managers built their rotations for Mm -hmm. the for those off days and now a starting pitcher can't pitch one in five unless he's on short rest and this argument that was made and i'll tell you exactly why it was made because when i said this to my guy at mlb and he didn't say anything i knew it was true and that is fox told them to get done they said once november hits we have our primetime programming coming back we have our our uh football pl- packages that we have and our NFL stuff we have we don't want you anymore would be done and because they got the money not from Fox but from ESPN and Turner to have this extra fakakta round they have to smush it in so again <laughs> you are compromising your competition for what and if you tell me it's for money that's it then all I would say is i i, I hope I hope when you do your collective bargaining agreement, you don't talk about how broke you are because you just got $50 million.
2: Well, I don't want to see this. This is all fine and good for this 60 game, whatever season you want to call it. But for 162, you can't have half the league make the playoffs. The baseball season, what makes baseball so great is that it is a marathon, not a sprint. And over the course of 162 games, the cream rises to the top. And the postseason has to stay limited because you want only the elite of the elite making the playoffs after the grind of 162 game regular season. If you expand the postseason like you did this year for a normal full length baseball season, what you're telling the fans and what you're telling the players and what you're telling the managers and the general managers is that 162 is not as important as it used to be. And you're going to have teams. And I'm telling you right now, the New York Yankees are the perfect example this year. The Yankees did not care about this regular season. They knew that they would make the playoffs because they could have sleptwalked through 60 games and finished in the top eight of the American League. Now you're seeing them as a five seed Playing against a four seed and winning a twelve to three in the first game against, against the, the American League si si Young. Cy Young, that they didn't yes. see all season. Of course not, but you know what? Hey, listen, I told because everybody because e-
0: it was much more important to play East versus East in interleague. Yes.
2: Yes. And listen, I I told everybody last night that my play of the day was the Yankees scoring over three runs because one Bieber has never pitched in the postseason before. So there probably could have been jitters and there's no crowd to feed off the electricity there. So it's just him and the Yankees. That's a lot of pressure Two, he has never seen the Yankees this season. And when he has seen the Yankees in the past, he's given up nine runs and eight point two winnings and three. uh, It's the Yankees and it's the postseason and it's the healthiest their lineup has ever been. Come on. So the Yankees slept, walked through this entire sixty-game season, knowing that they were going to make the playoffs. Now they're turning it on, and now they're going to advance. Probably, they're most likely going to win tonight with Masahiro Tanaka, move on to the uh, the bubble in San Diego, and see what happens in the play? next round. Yeah, You're yeah, of course. Minus one, minus one twenty-five Yankee Yankees. Fan. It's going to be uh, fan. come on. It's listen, Masahiro Tanaka against Carlos Carrasco. The Yankees, I believe, are what is it? I'll give you the Indians, stat right now. in three. Oh, really? Uh, let's see. The Yankees are 14 and two in Masahiro Tanaka's last 16 starts with expanded rest, and the Indians are 0 and seven in their last seven playoff games. So now, uh, I, what I what I was saying was you cannot have an expanded postseason with a 162 game regular season because you're watering down the regular season, and that's not good for anybody. Hmm. Regular season has to mean something. Otherwise, if you're going to expand the playoffs, then shorten the regular season. Don't do 162. But the owner's never going to do that, so don't expand the playoffs.
0: No, don't expand the play. Don't expand the playoffs, ever, ever. Don't expand the playoffs.
2: Not for a full baseball season. For this year, of course. Fine. Teams didn't have teams. 60 games, you don't really know a lot about these teams. You know, you need more games and then these teams would separate each other. They're too close right now with only 60 games or less for some teams. My
0: favorite thing, and a shout-out to our guys, our mutual friends, the Miller and Moulton Show, which is one of the best radio shows going. Um, they had a great line Tuesday morning, and I stole stole the line, and it it, it, it like stuck with me the whole day because yesterday's, um, what was the game? The Astros-Twins was mm-hmm. on ABC television. Yes, now, I'm a cord cutter. You're a cord cutter too, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. have cable, mm-hmm. and so what channel a game is on makes no difference to me because it's on an app. Like, yeah, exactly. how did I watch I have it? I watched it you on I have YouTube.
2: I have YouTube TV. Yeah. I push down on the arrow, and all <laughs> the games show up right the there.
0: Games show up. You click the game, and yeah. that's it. That's mm-hmm. how I know the game's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> the game was on ABC for the first time since 1995. 1995. The game, the that series was the Indians and the, not the Marlins. The Marlins was 97. What's the 95? The World Series in 95? It was the Cleveland Indians and who won the World Series? Because the Indians didn't.
2: Blue Jays were 93-94, right? No, nope, 94 was canceled. I was saying 93-93. 93
0: was Blue Jays. 91 okay. was the Twins. 96 was the Yankees. 97 was the Indians. Oh, it was, it was the probably,
2: could have been the Braves. The Braves. Uh, yeah, thank
0: you. The Braves. Yeah. Thank you. Braves Indians. So, oh boy. Um, <laughs> they, they won one World Series in all those years. And I forgot it. Um, anyway, the Braves Indians World Series, that was the last time it was on ABC. And I remember in 95, but I remember watching the Mets Astros in 1986 because I was homesick that day. Like I okay. remember this, they get the soap opera people, right? Whatever soap opera it is to go on camera and say, our adventures at general hospital will continue tomorrow. But now stay tuned for <laughs> major league beat. And lo and behold at one fifty nine, they did it. And I don't know who they were. I don't know what show they were. We'll get back to Salem in just a little bit, but the hunt for October is real. Stay tuned for this special presentation. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. It made me feel like it was 1985 again. And I thought that was so funny. And the vitriol that 65-year-old ladies were calling that radio station, they probably all joined Twitter just to complain. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Because if you think about what who likes soap operas, like not young people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's older people, right? Because soap operas were a major thing in the 60s and 70s and 80s. I I understand soap operas and I even know the origin of soap operas. We had to study it. But nowadays, everybody who loves soap operas are not in their 30s and 40s. They're in their 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. -hmm. And they are stuck on routines. They're all in quarantine. They're not going anywhere and they live for their stories. That's what they call it in the, in the, yeah. in the, they call them the stories.
2: The watch of my stories, yep. The
0: vitriol that must <laughs> have come from that demographic against ABC for airing that, that baseball game, that was fascinating to me. I, I don't know why I care about it. The only other thing that I'll comment on the broadcast is the fake fans when the Indians are losing, and the, the the algorithm makes the fans cheer when the Indians get a hit, and it, they're down nine nothing. Yeah, and, and somebody's cr- cheering. Stop. Stop. I think I hate, um, I hate where... the fake
2: fans. I
0: hate the fake crowds.
2: I, you know what? You need it though. You no. absolutely need it. Yes, Ew. I don't. It's Have you ever heard silent. a
0: baseball game without it?
2: It's, it's too silent. I understand that, and it's great for baseball purists, but to watch it on TV, having that you know ambient noise, it makes it seem somewhat normal. I'll tell you who did the best, I think, this year, and that's the Phillies. Watching Phillies games, and I watched a lot of them this year, uh, first of all, they put cardboard cutouts in the entire lower section of the stadium, not just certain parts of the stadium. So when you watch it on TV, every single seat is full at Citizens Bank Park. It does not look like there's an empty seat which you see in all other stadiums so when you're watching it on tv even though yes it's it, it's cardboard cutouts because it's multicolored colored and their little shapes it it looks visually appealing on television and then they had the ambient noise playing throughout th- throughout Combined with all the zany fans that were uh, outside the stadium in center field making noise with their noisemakers, seriously, every time the Phillies got a hit, you heard
0: me, 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 me. I'm sure they, they were, were all wearing noise. masks and social
2: distancing. Yeah, they were making noise in the streets. Uh, I thought they did a great job on their broadcasts. Uh, the NFL, I don't mind it at all with the noise um, because you're just used to I hear it. Hear the quarterbacks and,
0: though. I love that. Yeah,
2: I love that. But and and also with the NFL is they have a rule. The noise can only be 70 decibels or less, which if you're comparing it to Seattle, where they usually reach triple digits, it's not going to be as loud. But in other stadiums, 70 is good enough. And also with the NFL, excuse me, I don't even think you notice it that much on television, the, the lack of the crowd, because when the cameras zoomed in on the action, you very rarely see the fans anyway, watching an NFL game on television. So like I don't the miss it that much. I,
0: I don't think the NFL presentation has been compromised that much. Um no. I wish the crowd sound was out. Um, I think, i you know, I, I'm on record as saying, and I've told you this, I think hockey did it the best. Um, basketball is doing fine. We'll get to basketball. But basketball is doing fine, but that arena just looks like AAU. So it just looks like small potatoes basketball. Like, it doesn't look like the NBA Finals. Um but football looks look, looks fine. I like it when there's seventy five hundred fans and no fake crowd sound.
2: I'd well, that's what in college football. College real. football is a very, I, I've lo- and I love college football. But watching these games that are played, like especially the SEC games, where they have twenty percent fans, it's fine. That's a huge difference. It <laughs> sounds fine. Yeah. I, know a... I, yeah, there, right? I know it's not as loud as everybody's getting sick. I I know it's not as loud as 100,000 fans, but 20,000 fans still sound loud.
0: Well, I said um on the day that the week 2 the Jets played the 49ers and I had to watch this because I cover the Jets and we were we were at my in-laws on the island um on Long Island and we cruised right on 16W And it's 1230 on a Sunday. And I was like, this is really weird. And we got there and I made the comment. And I I do believe, I I, I definitely do believe um, that if we were in a position to, how do I phrase this? In a state where the numbers are in the right direction. Mm Mm-hmm. You could have ten thousand
2: people in MetLife Stadium. Hundred percent. Listen, if you're allowing indoor dining at twenty five percent capacity, you can you're telling me you're telling me you can't have ten thousand people in a, in a seventy MetLife seat. Stadiums eighty thousand MetLife, so seats 80, 000, yeah. 82, 000 MetLife Stadium seats 80,000, 82,000 fans. Everybody can have their own their row. Capacity. You could easily put ten thousand fans in that stadium socially distanced. And it would be it would make all the difference in the world. I mean, not that any fans would show up to watch those two putrid teams uh, and the Jets and Giants this year. But still, it would make a difference.
0: No, but not the point. So but but I can't win because I tweeted uh, Monday. I tweeted that I thought the NHL had a great ceremony. The cat that, you know, and I got some political people like, uh, why aren't they wearing masks? I'm like, they're in a bubble, you moron. Like, and then I wrote on that. Speaking of that,
2: though, but speaking of that, though, like, I I have this beef with the NBA bubble. Everybody in the NBA bubble has been tested and cleared, yet the TV reporters have to stand 10 feet away and wear masks. But who are you getting it from if you're both negative and you've been inside this bubble for three months?
0: Inside the bubble. I completely agree. Well, I don't understand why uh, news reporters wear masks when they're outside. There's nobody around them. There's nobody around them. And I'm, I'm a, I believe in masks. I support masks. But when I'm walking outside, like if, if you call me and I pull in a parking lot and there's not anybody for miles, I don't put my mask on. I, I, I don't. And when I'm walking, like we, we go on these hikes and I, I don't wear a mask it half, when I go on walks?
2: Half the time. Half the time.
0: Oh, and when I walk around my block, I never wear it. And if someone's yeah. coming, I go to the other side of the street.
2: 100%. It's easy. I do that all the time. I go on walks in this little walking path by by where I live and I don't wear a mask and if somebody's walking near me, we, we there's a mutual respect from people where we just separate and go on different sides of the street and then you can come back to your path and I've never I've never worn a mask on the walk and I've also never been close to anybody on the walk no. You know, so it's not like I had one
0: incident in, in March where a, dog, a woman who had no regard for COVID um, let her dog get tangled up with my dog. And she came in close to go get her dog. And I was like, get mm-hmm. the hell away. Like, I'm getting COVID because of you? No way. Like, <laughs> get out of here. And I that's when I broke my headphones. That's why I have these blue headphones. Because I broke my headphones, and they said they'd swap them out, but I they only have the blue ones.
2: And I'm like, These are my new ones. These are the best things i ever purchased.
0: Yeah? That's cool. These are,
2: these are very Twitch this. friendly. They swivel. <laughs> so I can, you know, they turn this way. Nice. And this way, nice, perfect.
0: Um, I'll block tell you out ambient noise. So I had a, a meeting with Twitch yesterday, and we're going to be part of this thing on Mondays, where they're going to do this thing on the our front page or some. Yeah, thing. Twitch Sports. Twitch Sports. And yeah, Mondays on, is
2: general sports talk.
0: So we have a we have a slot. We have. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's either twelve thirty. No, I think it's one thirty to two no it's twelve thirty to two it's 90 minutes whatever it is and they they go stay away from politics now i don't know how often a ton can do it but that's impossible yeah <laughs> because but i can tie everything in sports into politics because i said what if the conversation is the big 10 has an outbreak and mm-hmm. the big 10 shouldn't have played how's that not political and then I said, and I don't think, for example, you know, the NFL, you know, what we just said about the NFL, there is a whole faction of people who will see this and go, no, 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 play, play on next man up. Like, you, yeah. you, you have to play. And that's that's crazy, too. Remember, I clarified what you were saying because you, I was making sure that what you were saying was football, not COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because you and I are pretty much on the same plane as far as COVID. We haven't seen each other. We don't have a reason to. Like, there's nothing. What are we going to do? We're going to go sit outside somewhere? Is that, is that, is that necessary? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We've had backyard play dates, and we've mm-hmm. had friends over. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't know. I don't see the value. And I'm glad the restaurants are opening, but I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I, I don't go to a, I, I order from restaurants, but I don't have an interest in sitting outside with a mask and and having to watch to make sure everybody around me is being safe. Like that doesn't sound like enjoyable to me. I don't know. To each his own. Why wow, you've been doing it. You well, you work in a restaurant.
2: I'm out I'm out about, yeah. I've I'm the opposite of quarantine. I've been out the whole time. And I've been tested, you know, multiple times. But I've been, uh, yeah, I've been working at a restaurant. I've been take, you know, going to restaurants. Indoor so dining? I've been, You've
0: been doing indoor dining?
2: Uh, well, I mean, indoor at my own place, you know. I, well, I'm, yeah. I'm indoors all the time at my place. Um, and are people eating yeah, indoor at the pizza place? That's a small place. No. No. No, we're mostly taking it anyway. But people come in to, you know, pick up. And, you know, people have been sitting and outside. And they wear masks. And,
0: right and they they wear masks yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's yeah there's a way to function it's not like i'm not doing it because of a fear of anything i just i don't see we we've seen downtown milburn and it's ugly it's 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 a a hot it's a it's a hot mess and i just it doesn't sound appealing to me i don't know i i guess i i it's it's kind of weird um
2: can, can, can I bring up a topic before we uh, head oh, out of sure. here?
0: Yeah, sure.
2: The uh, Rangers have bought out Henrik Lundqvist's contract, so he is done. Um, is he retiring? I do not now? want not to retired. see him play. For, I don't know. We don't know. No one's heard anything. Right. He hasn't said anything. But I do not want to see him play for another team. Um, yeah. I thought seeing Martin Brodeur play for the Blues was terrible. I do not want to see Henrik Lundqvist play for another team. I want to see him on the MSG Network uh, doing pre and post. And well, because, you know, he's got a guaranteed contract for life just being on TV. The guy's too good looking to not be on TV. I bet you right now, Steve Valiquette knows his job is over. Uh, and all due respect <laughs> to Steve Vallaket. him and Ron Duguay better be, better be sitting there going, you know. Ron Duguay is probably, you know, trying to get another hairstyle because he's not going to have the best <laughs> hair on MSG anymore with Henrik Lundqvist on TV but I don't want to see him play for another team. I just want to see him on TV <laughs> talking about the Rangers, giving his reaction to the first overall pick and whoever they draft and and pairing them up with Coppolacco and, and the Kapo Rangers Kako. rebuild and, and and that's what I want to see. I don't want to see Hank play for another team. I don't know. You know what's Somebody crazy? You know what's crazy when you think about Hank? Think about this though. How spoiled New York sports fans have been over the past 15 to 20 years, there are 15-year-old kids who have seen, and maybe even younger or, or older, whatever, in this past 20 years, you've seen Derek Jeter play with the Yankees his entire career. Eli Manning, play with the Giants his entire career. Henrik Lundqvist, play with the Rangers his entire career. I mean, we're talking about iconic franchise players that don't exactly exist in today's sports landscape. There's very few of them all around cities across the country, and for New York to have an icon essentially in every sport—that's very, that's that's extremely rare. Forget about the Knicks and the Nets, whatever you know, basketball doesn't count. Um, But to have these iconic players that have played their entire careers with one team. I mean even Patrick Ewing had those those years in Seattle which stunk. But you know, think about yeah, it. But I don't I don't think of Hank, those
0: years like it. it Eli, that doesn't bother me. And, and it, Patrick Ewing's a Nick and that doesn't bother me. Joe Montana of played course for the he is Chiefs, and a devil. Joe Namath played for the Rams. And Tom Brady a, will be a patriot. Right. It doesn't bother me. I see it what bothers me bothers is when me. I people tell people in the media Tell players to retire because you're not and you're not doing that. So just just so we're clear, if Henrik Lundqvist wants to keep playing and the Rangers have said goodbye to him and he doesn't want to hang it up, he can go anywhere and he should. And what I don't uh, believe in is I don't believe unless you have played the sport that they've played or sports, unless you're an athlete, you don't know the blood, sweat, tears, the dream of doing it since you're 10 years old you don't know what sports has meant to that person i remember when i asked eli manning two years before he retired and i said to him i said do you think about a plan after and he said no no i i don't Mm -hmm. i don't have one and i think he's formulating one now and I just think that if if some team, if the Jacksonville Jaguars had called Eli Manning up and said, we're signing you, he'd have gone. He knew there were no other opportunities, so he wanted to walk on his own terms. But the reality of it is, is that if a player can find it, my only issue is when players retire and then change their mind, and we have these big ceremonies, like that's Brett Favre and Roger Clemens, like, you know, once you retire, it's over. But it is not our place to tell a player to retire. And if Henrik Lundqvist wants to come on and mentor a young goalie like Mackenzie Blackwood of the New Jersey Devils, I take mm. him. And I hate him. I hate him. I I've hated him for years. I have nothing but respect for him, but I hate his guts. And Scott Gomez is, is a traitor, and I'll never ta- I'd never take that back.
2: <laughs> is Hank the best goaltender in NHL history to never win a Stanley Cup?
0: I'd have to look. I'd have to look.
2: He's a Hall of Famer, okay. Kosick
0: won Dominic Kosick.
2: Yeah, with the Red Wings. Was, um,
0: but not with the Buffalo.
2: It, it is uh, you could he, well he's a, he's a he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer because oh, yeah. every, you know it's it, it, he has all the accolades in the NHL, but it even goes beyond the NHL. Remember, it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the NHL Hall of right. Fame. Right. Um, and internationally, he's one of the greatest the goaltenders. Soviets. He's one of the greatest. Um, international goalies of all time he, he is he is a gold medal winner um he has won a gold medal with sweden uh but as far as winning a stanley cup uh, he has never won one he went to the stanley cup final one time with the rangers they lost to the kings but he could arguably be the greatest goaltender in nhl history to never win a cup
0: all right the hockey news this is the, by the way if you type in best goalies two Never win a cup comes up. <laughs> like, yeah. that, th- this is not a... We're not the first people to have this conversation. Uh, Ryan Miller, is he better? Of course, Lund- Lundqvist is better. Uh, Eddie Jockerman. Yes, Lundqvist is better. John Van Beesbrook. Yes. Ron Hextall. Yes. Uh, uh, Olaf Kolzig, Yes. Curtis Joseph. Yes. Sean
2: Burke. Hank's better than... Yeah, oh, th- this list is terrible. <laughs> who, are the who made this list? Sure. Henrik Lundqvist is better than all of those guys. Let's see another list. All of them.
0: Hold on, I'm getting another list. Kelly Rudy. Yib Lundqvist Yibbakov. is. Thomas yes. Vokun. Oh, what a great Sean Burke. Mike Leut. Oh, it's Mike Liut. That's a great name. Uh, Dan Bouchard. John Van Beesbrook is number seven. Olaf Colson. Do, do you realize that Mika Henrik Lundqvist- Kiprasov?
2: Okay, listen, the conversation's over. I Henrik Lundqvist Henrik- is
0: number four. Roberto Luongo, that's pretty good. Ron Hextall okay, okay. and listen, Curtis listen. Joseph. Robert,
2: Okay, L- R- Roberto Luongo might have a case because, and this is what I was about to say, Henrik Lundqvist is sixth all-time NHL wins. Sixth all-time. Yeah, but that's sixth all-time.
0: Shootout, shootout era. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a changed stat, and Brodeur will tell you that. And he's the winningest goalie, and he doesn't like that record because he got rid of the tie because the goalie gets credit for the win if you win in the shootout.
2: Yeah, but also that's only a few years old and Hank played before that too. So, I think, you know, Mm-mm. maybe you take away a co- it handful of those wins. It can't, it
0: can't be wins. Wins in hockey doesn't work.
2: I would say uh, Luongo has the argument cuz Luongo's a Hall of Famer also, but uh I would Luongo's had a lot of success also with uh with Canada. Um
0: it's like, the but, Dan, who's the Dan Marino of hockey goalies? Yeah, the, the, the
2: Charles Barkley, you know? Charles, the Charles Barkley what?
0: of hockey goalies.
2: Yeah, who's the Charles Barkley? That's a great or, speed. It, That's a great the, the, Yeah, this is the Dan Marino? Who's the, Charles, you know, Marino, Barkley? It's just so
0: funny. It's just so funny because Lundquist had an impact on you, and he didn't have an impact on me.
2: And I... Uh, well, no, Dor had an impact on you, and, and it had nothing to do with uh, his sister-in-law.
0: Of course. Mar- <laughs> Marty... Um, Marty won three cups, his best season he lost in 01. That's the year you're referring to.
2: Do you remember, and, and I had yeah, the course. greatest comparison ever, do you remember when the Devils lost in the playoffs when Brodeur gave up the tying goal and the game-winning goal in the final minute and a half? Of the Carolina. Minute and a half? Carolina. Yes. Sure. And that I was at the Prudential I, Center. And I compared it to Mariano Rivera against the Diamondbacks. Here you have arguably the greatest goaltender of all time, in Martin Brodeur, giving up the tying and game winning goals in the final minute plus of a playoff game, and then that was the scenario. uh, Mariano Rivera, the greatest closer of all time, no play. You know more people have walked on the moon than have scored against him in the playoffs, and here he is giving up the uh, the game to the Diamondbacks. So I thought that was a very similar uh, scenario.
0: Yeah, I mean it's similar you know Rivera has more than one of those um you know he has Cleveland in 97 he has uh 03 with ball uh 04 rather with Boston Mm -hmm. he has there's others you know what I mean there's others um it's it's not apples to apples but it that I, I remember that um that was the first time people saw that he might be slowing down yeah um because that was unheard of. That was Carolina. We hate Carolina. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I thought everything that Sproulous cemented, twenty twelve cements everything, because he was at the twilight of his career, mm-hmm. and he goes to the finals, and nobody thought that was going to happen, and it was the first time Prudential Center ever had a crowd. You know what I mean? Like it, it was the first yep. time they ever had anything. And it was just, you know, super important. I mean, it's super. It's super incredible. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I don't know. I, 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 to me, I miss. I, I love hockey, and I want hockey to be back. And I don't know when they're coming back. I
2: don't well, know. as a ranger, as a ranger fan, let me just say congratulations to Ryan McDonough for winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, the and, of, and, the, and the rest of the rest and the rest of Rangers south there in Tampa.
0: Yeah, and Bla- and Blake Carlson who started the year with the Devils. Uh, mm-hmm. he scored a goal in the in game 6.
2: Um, and Shaddy Deuces, Kevin Shattenkirk.
0: He's been on Sports with Friends.
2: Nice job. got so
0: mad. got so mad when uh um when I put Kevin Shattenkirk cuz he was with the Rangers at the time and I put him on Sports with Friends because of a of the US Open 2 years ago and uh slowed and I'll, I'll i'll bring it up in one second um and i had a chance to talk to kevin Ch- uh kevin Shattenkirk, and i put it out as a podcast and people were like you put a ranger on your podcast called sports with friends how could you and i was like he was a good dude i liked him <laughs> i didn't have a problem with him I, I don't know uh we got a question in the chat room about the nba we, we haven't really touched on the nba the one thing about the nba that i wanted to bring up with you was this idea that they're going to change the schedule um, because they learned something in the bubble and it has to do with load management. And it, 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 what they're realizing is it's not about the minutes. It's about the travel. And if you look, there's a statistic and I didn't know this, the, the NBA travels more than any other sport in terms of miles.
2: Yeah, of course. And, and the I NBA mean, has a stupid thing where they play home and homes right. like literally two days after each other. Right. So, like, you know, you'll have the Heat play Boston on a Monday and then Boston right. play in Miami on Wednesday. That's dumb. What right. the NBA should do but what they're is –
0: They're going to take a minor league baseball approach or a yeah. minor league hockey approach, which is when you go into a city, you're going to play two games with them. Yeah,
2: it and, makes sense.
0: And they think that it'll help the overall competition because the one thing about the NBA playoffs that you can say – and i've watched a lot of it is the competition has been so good mm-hmm. i mean the, the series have been dramatic and
2: there's been no, no distractions and it's
0: not it's not it doesn't feel like the nba it's it's totally different and my you know my complaint with the nba is competitive balance and you know you know who the the, the finals are before it starts and mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: from the second round on it was great
2: yeah miami's I, run I really is great
0: denver's run mm-hmm. is great I mean Milwaukee losing that was crazy. And I never you never see that. And if if they were in regular arenas, forget fans. If they were in regular arenas, there's yeah, no they way had to travel. Milwaukee's of course. Not, there's no yeah. way Milwaukee's not in the finals.
2: No yeah, travel way. is Clippers a big travel is a big too. part of it. Mhm. Yeah. Travel is a big part of it. Um, and, and there is a, a, a very big home advantage when, you know, with the travel and having to play in the bubble and not have that travel means that basically the higher seeds were at no advantage to the lower seats uh, because there was no, you know, three games on, on this court or whatnot. Um, I enjoyed the NBA bubble. I'm rooting for Miami. I'm rooting for Miami. And I love just, I love what Miami's done all postseason long. And I think that the NBA should seriously look into shortening the regular season. Yeah, but see, that's,
0: but now you're talking about owners and when, when will owners let regular season games go? Because so much of the NBA's revenue is local. There's no Mm -hmm. way. There's no way. What you can do is change the schedule so that you play series like baseball. Uh, Not, not, I I don't think you're going to ever, ever play less games. You'll play more games. You won't play less games. And I just think the big thing is to change the mentality from minutes. Everybody used to think it was minutes, and there have been players who would sit out games and still travel with their team, and that's not helping because the travel, even though it's first class travel, and I've done it, it's great. It still sucks. It's not great. You like you don't you don't get on the off the airplane at two in the morning going oh this is the life like it's it's not it doesn't feel like that. And I told you the one trip that I made that I still can't get over, which was a Thursday night game in Atlanta and a Friday night game in Anaheim. I'm sorry. I don't care what your whole schedule. I was screwed up for days. And I I had no idea what was going on. And I just remember, how can you ask somebody to compete on on a higher level? And great comment in the chat. You'd have higher ticket prices if you if you have less games you can't yeah sure no sure all
2: right well like i said i'm rooting for miami i really hope that uh that that miami wins they've they've been great all postseason long they've made me a lot of money all postseason long and uh we'll continue to bank them as underdogs against this laker team a while a while
0: a while a while i didn't know a while <laughs> stinks i didn't know that all right uh, that'll do it for uh, this edition. Uh, thank you so much. How can people find you on this Twitch thing?
2: There it is. Twitch.tv slash scottsonair. Always on Twitter and social media at scottsonair. That's me, Scotts Sidenberg. Very nice. Scottsonair. Very Air.
0: nice. Very nice. <laughs> All right. We will be back in just a moment. Uh, we, we have many more shows. Scott will be back. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.